Hello, and welcome to the East Anglian Theatre Podcast. How are we all? It's lovely to be back again, sitting here alone in my studio, pretending to talk to you all like the pathetic loser that I am. For those that haven't tuned in before, the aforementioned pathetic loser is Ray Tempester, and I am he, the ill-informed and underqualified host of the podcast which talks all things theatery in our glorious region. If you've not yet tortured your ears by listening to me before, the way the podcast works is simple. It's split into three parts. Part one is where I shamelessly take advantage of my position and tell you what I've been up to in the world of theatre lately, mostly because I can't get anyone to listen to me in real life. Usually this involves me telling you about a production I'm part of or a review of a show that I've seen recently. It's mercifully short though, so if you hate me, don't let that put you off the remainder of the episode, as the rest of it isn't really about me. Part two is the piece de resistance. It's the interview. It's where I lazily rehash the same old questions as someone involved in a current production and unreasonably expect them to be an illuminating guest. And finally, part three is where I give a brief shout out to some of the upcoming shows and audition opportunities in and around East Anglia. That's all coming up, of course, but first, let me tell you some shite about my social media accounts that you're not interested in. The East Anglian Theatre Podcast has a Facebook, Twitter and Instagram account, which you can like, follow, share, contribute to even. There's also a website, eatpod.co.uk. That's E-A-T-pod.co.uk. Here you'll find all episodes of the podcast, plus written versions of the reviews that I've produced, as well as a page to contact me if you'd like to shower me with praise or more likely request a shout-out or a guest slot on the show. But enough of that, and on to section one, and in the absence of anyone who cares enough to ask me, I'll ask myself, Ray, what have you been up to theatre-wise recently? Well, thanks for asking. Since the last episode, the run of Yippee with Open Door Theatre came to a triumphant end, playing four almost sold-out shows to audiences in Norwich. Speaking of which, on behalf of all of the production team, cast and crew, I would personally like to say a big thank you to all who came out in support of what was a brand new piece of writing, something which is always a big risk. We were overwhelmed with the positive reaction and our hearts were warmed that there was such enthusiasm for original theatre here. Now, Open Door Theatre has made a brilliant start to their life and they've got plenty of plans in the pipeline, so they're definitely one to watch. In fact, they're also currently crowdfunding to produce an original cast recording of the soundtrack, which you can contribute to, should you wish. I believe they're hoping to raise enough money so that they can hire someone to replace me. You can find the project on Kickstarter, though, if you're interested. Elsewhere, I've been in North Norfolk rehearsing with Sheringham Little Theatre's in-house group for their March production of Hobson's Choice. It features the wonderful Peter Howells as the title character, Henry Hobson, plus a whole host of talented actors too, and me of course. It's a comedy set in Lancashire, so a lot of us have been watching Happy Valley for inspiration on the accents, and it's on from the 23rd to the 25th of March. You could do much worse than visiting this beautiful intimate theatre on a springtime evening, so get yourself over there if you can. Tickets are available via SheringhamLittleTheatre.com. Now, with a little more time on my hands, post yippee I've also had the chance to take in a few shows in the last couple of weeks. There were three productions that I caught. Queers at the Silbarn Theatre, Kinky Boots by Norfolk and Norwich Operatic Society at Norwich Theatre Royal, and Dead Funny at the Madder Market. All three were equally brilliant in their own way. Very different productions, though, of course, so there's very little comparison to be drawn. But what it did confirm to me is the embarrassment of riches in terms of theatrical ability in Norwich. Now, you can read the reviews of each show on my website, eatpod.co.uk, 
and feel free to comment with your own views or let me know on my social media about any productions you've seen recently that have left an impression on you. Now enough of the shameless self-promotion and on to the main feature, the interview. And this time I'd like to introduce you to someone who has been a long-time member of the even longer-standing Rackheath Players. Her name is Caroline Manley and she's the director of the company's latest production, The Wedding Singer, which opens in a matter of days. So, without further ado, which is a shame because I do so enjoy ado, let's have a chat with Caroline, shall we? Hi Caroline, thanks for joining me and welcome to your very own slot on the East Anglian Theatre podcast. Thank you very much, thank you for having me. Now, you're here in part to promote The Wedding Singer, which is being staged by Ratcliffe Players, and we'll move on to that shortly. But firstly, how long have you been part of the company? So I joined Ratcliffe Plays in 2014, and I guess that, as they say, is history. So, uh, yeah, I've been there ever since. So they haven't put you off since then? No, <laughs> they haven't. It's a really nice group. You know, we have a, a membership, and so there's a lot of consistency there. So we've made a lot of friendships. It's a bit like a family, really. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's a really lucky group to be a part of. And luckily for us, people, you know, we're an inclusive group, so lots of people can join. And then, yeah, they stick around, which is really nice. So uh, it's always a social event as well as, you know, a place to do what yeah, we love. I probably should have mentioned, actually, at the start that I was once part of Ratcliffe Players many, many years ago in my teens. And that, yeah. that's that's one thing that did really stick with me, is that the proper sort of community feel and the, the social aspect was so lovely to be a part of. And I expect uh, quite a few of the same people are still are still there. Yeah, I'd imagine so. And I've yeah. subsequently worked with a few of them elsewhere at other yeah. shows, but yeah. yeah. Presumably you've got a, a fair number of shows under your belt at Rackheath in that time since 2014, you said. Yeah. Is there a particular favourite from that time or, or a highlight from your time with Rackheath? I I mean, I do like a musical. I mean, that's probably why I've partly offered to uh, to direct one as well. But um, we've had a few fun musicals there. We did Zeusical a few years ago, which was um, was really good fun. Um, I uh, co-directed Cry Baby a couple of years ago as well. So there are some standouts there. But I also really like the the drama and the, and the straight play as well. So we really do quite a range of things at, at Rackheath. So, um, yeah, we did sort of a... a wartime based one called front which was sort of one of those kind of gritting gritty moving ones that um also stands out as well because again it was yeah it was really good to get your teeth i quite like the term gritting you know gritty and moving it combines it quite nicely Uh, yeah Yeah. absolutely yeah so um so yeah a, a few things stand out but um we do a nice a nice range of things which i really enjoy and um you co-directed crybaby is this your first time directing with rackheath um, no, it's my third. My third okay. time. So my first, my first directorship was uh, the Thirty Nine Steps a few years ago, and then Cry Baby a couple of years ago, and, and now the Wedding Singer. So, so yeah. did you specifically volunteer to direct this one, or was it was it a case that this this show had been selected, and then you just put your name in the hat for for that? No. So yes, yeah, so, um, I I volunteered to direct this one and that's how we tend to, to work at Ratkeys. Mm-hmm. Um, we offer to to direct and then we start the process of looking around for something that we'd uh, we'd like to put on and as you can imagine there's a lot of musicals out there so that involves a lot of a lot of trawling um, and a lot of looking through things and yeah we landed on the wedding singer 
yeah, speaking of the wedding singer, I have to confess, I only know the movie. I've not seen the musical production. But d- does the stage show follow the same narrative? Yes, it does. So there are there are some differences, but it is based on um, on the Adam Sandler film. So a lot of the uh, characters are the same, and the the general storyline is the same. A couple of the songs are actually in the from the film are in the musical as, as well, and the rest are originals. So what about the stage production made Rackheath players choose that? Well, I mean, who doesn't love the eighties for a start? So the <laughs> the music. Um, was great. It's funny. Uh, there's definitely a lot of comedy in there as well. Um, and I think just, you know, that opportunity to be in the in the 80s with the colour and the costumes. Yeah, it was a great script and a great setting and some really great music. So do you find yourself pining to be on stage in this one at all? Um, yes, I mean, always. I do love to be I do. I love directing, but I do love to be on the stage as well. But I think, I mean, we've got a really good cast. So actually, I am, I'm happy to direct this one. But I always, as my musical director, Debbie and I always say, we'll be understudy number one to 20. <laughs> so we'll be ready if we, if we need to. Hopefully we won't. But uh, yeah, we're always, we're always pining to be on the stage as well. So let's put you in an emergency scenario for the moment. <laughs> okay. And, uh, oh, no, 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 an alternative scenario, let's say. And someone else was directing the show. Which part would you like to play? Oh, it's a good question. I mean, I always have like a bit of a challenge. So there's there's a couple of characters in there. There's sort of Holly and Julia, who are your sort of, Julia's your kind of girl next door, leading lady of the wedding singer. Uh, you've got Holly, who's your sort of sassy, sexy character. Um, and then you've got uh, Linda, who is is also very sassy, probably slightly on the raunchy side, which I'm not sure is me. But at the same time, I always like a challenge. So um, it would be hard to choose, really. They are, they're all really, they're all really good characters. Mm. So in this production, you mentioned about the, having quite a community feel and a lot of people staying with the, the company. Are you working with a whole bunch of people that you've worked with before? Or are there some new faces in this production? Yeah, there are some. Um, yeah, we've definitely got some new members. So we've got um, it, it's a broad range. So we've got some who have just come up from youth theatre. So obviously, Racky have a youth theatre as mm. well. So we've got some of our... Um, some new members who have just just left youth theatre. We've got some new faces who have joined because either they like the sound of the wedding singer or they know people involved with with Ratkeith um, and fancy the chance of of coming along. And then we've got some of our members who have been been with us for for a long time as well. So it's a really nice range. But I think a musical is always a nice opportunity to bring in some some new faces and some new members as well. Um, yeah. Always lots to do as well. So, I've always been a fan of Rack Heath's approach to to um, promoting youth theatre. There's not many companies out there that still have a youth theatre, and um, the idea of promoting within it is brilliant. I mean, have you yourself had much involvement with the youth company? Um, I've chaperoned occasionally and um, and watched quite a lot of their shows. We always tend to go along and um, and support. The youth theatre are usually um, involved in our February productions as well, um, which is always really good. This one is actually rated a 12 plus because it's got some suggestive themes, let's say, and some strong language. So um, it's uh, this one's only involved a few of the older members of, of youth theatre, but 
quite often um, they're involved in in our pantos or our musicals as well. So well, that was a bit of a cul-de-sac, wasn't it? And um, back onto the wedding singer. And it's, it's hard to be objective as a director, but what would you say is a sort of standout moment from the production or, or something the audiences you think will go home remembering? I'm hoping the there will be a lot of energy and and positive vibes through through this one um throughout really and as i said the the songs are really catchy um very typical 80s theme so hopefully that will stand out we also have one of our very talented um members who's in the cast and um and helps on set as well has handmade and painted the front of a delorean so that's pretty impressive. Mm. That stands out for me. So I think there are, we've gone for a very simplistic set, but there'll definitely be things like that that I'm hoping stand out too. So Yeah. So the directorial role uh, at Ratkeith in a, in a musical production, what, what exactly does that entail? Because you mentioned obviously you've got Debbie as the musical director. I know Laura, is she the choreographer yes. on this one? What's left for you to do? What's left? I know. <laughs> I mean, nothing. No. <laughs> so our Debbie and Laura, our musical director and our choreographer, tend to have from October when we start through to Christmas, and that's our big chunk of time where we teach all the um, musical numbers. So I sort of tend to take a bit of a back step there and just mill around, checking everything's going okay. And then we do start some of the blocking then. So obviously that's part of uh, part of my role. And then from Christmas onwards um, is the time when I obviously step in a little bit more. So there's blocking and then we put it together and run it. And uh, I usually have some director's notes, some good director's notes I'd like to, uh, to put out there. But yeah, it's a lot about sort of character building and the bringing it all together, um, really. Yeah. And obviously the overall vision. For what it looks like for the set, uh, that all comes under the, the director role as well. But do you have is, a director's voice? Do I have a director's voice? Yeah. Oh, you'd have to ask the cast. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a ferocious director? Are they going to be scared of your notes? I, I'd like to say I'm quite balanced. Okay. I like to give some uh, some constructive feedback as well as the the positive. I'd like to say I'm balanced, whether the cast would agree. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you've got uh, just over a couple of weeks now until it, the show opens. How's it shaping up so far? Yeah, it's it's looking good. It's coming together. It's a lot of fun. And I think now we are running it more. Everybody's hopefully settling into it, starting to enjoy it a little bit more. Um, and we can really see some of those characters coming through now. And a lot of the comedy is coming through um which is nice so really at the moment we're just sort of running it and tweaking bits and uh and yeah getting ready next sunday is our big tech and dress rehearsal so that's our biggest day our longest day the most stressful one as well it is yes it is it is um yeah we had a chat we had a rehearsal yesterday and had a chat with the cast just to certainly from the newer members to prepare everybody for just how long, how long a day that is. I say, how, uh, how patient they've all got to be as well. Yeah, abs- yeah, absolutely. But we really find that after that day, everything really starts to fall in, fall into place. We'll, we'll move on a little bit from, from the wedding singer and on, on to your own experiences and not necessarily just with Rackheath, but elsewhere. Is there a favourite production that you've been involved in, in your time on stage? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's been, there's been a, a few, 
Uh, I mean, we did an Ibsen Borkman a few years ago, which was very different for me. It was in the round for me. It was in the round. It was a very small cast. And I think that's probably one that stands out in in memory because it was intense, but really brought everybody together as it was. I have to say, I, I wasn't expecting you to say that. I was having at the outset said you're a big musical theatre fan. I know. I wasn't expecting you to mention Ibsen. Uh, no, I know, but um, it, but it was. I think it was different for us as Ratcliffe and different for as a group. So it sort of stands out in that way. But I mean, and uh, Zeusical was the last musical I was in. You know, I loved that. Loved that too. So yeah, there's a few things. But as I said, it's it's nice to do a range of things. So actually, it's lots of different experiences. What was it that sparked your interest in theatre in the first place? Was it, do you come from a particularly creative family? No. All right. Next question. <laughs> no, not really. I'm not sure. I mean, I remember things like going with my grandparents to see the the, nut, the Nutcracker and Scro- Christmas Carol and things like that in London. They sort of memories that, that stick out. And I used to do, you know, dance and things like that when I was was much younger so I guess I always did things that were leading in in that direction but um I'm not sure I think I've just always found it you're not a, um, a, a middle child or an only child desperate for attention <laughs> no no I mean I'm the yeah oldest of two so um so not really no, but definitely. um but yeah I think for me it's is a real chance to be me it's kind of that escapism as well. And I know certainly from a confidence point of view, um, since joining Ratkeith, that's that's really helped me too. So, yeah, I think that's where it sort of comes from. And do you have a bucket list of shows that you'd, you'd like to cross off? Oh. Or have you crossed off some of those already? I mean, yeah, I think I think for me, again, singing in front of people – was always one of those things that I never would have thought that I'd do. So even going through that kind of audition process and, and being in a musical and, and singing in front of, you know, to an audience has definitely been one of those things. We did a night at the musicals. Um, it was an outdoor production. And again, that that was another big one for me, just, yeah, singing in front of people, which is things I never thought I'd do. So I guess they are things to tick off. Yeah, so no, no specific, but there's no Evita or something. Or, or... <laughs> um, if they ever no, released the rights to Phantom of the Opera or something. Maybe, <laughs> maybe my fair lady. I've always felt there's a bit of a lighter in me. Yeah. Yeah. If you're anything like me, I've always got half an eye on what might be next. And right now, you're obviously deeply entrenched in the wedding singer. But do you know what's next for either for Ratcliffe players or I don't know if you if you're disloyal and decide to go elsewhere? <laughs> Oh, not at the moment, no. but um, but uh, so our June production it will be coming up next, and then October. So there's a few things in the pipeline. June is looking like it might be a bit a, a much straighter play, something with a small cast and uh, and a bit more along political lines, let's say. But it hasn't okay. been yet, so. Oh, okay. Is that something that might be announced in the program? I was just wondering if there's there's audition dates coming up. It may be. The there production. will be audition dates coming up. So the week after our show, which is in half term, the Thursday will be the read through for the next um, play. We usually read one or two, depending on which way the director wants to go. And then that following week will be auditions. So yeah, all yeah. of those 
announcements will be announced probably in the programme and on our Facebook page too. Just reminded me, actually, you mentioned the half-term. When actually is the wedding singer on? (laughs) It's the 16th to the 18th of February, and we have a matinee on the Saturday as well. And the tickets are available via rackheathplayers.co.uk? Yes, that's the one. Yeah. There you go. I think that just about wraps everything up, really, then, quite neatly. I accidentally fell upon the segue for the date there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, lovely to talk to you, Caroline, and and good luck with the rest of the rehearsal process. Thank you. So there we have it. That was the lovely Caroline from Rackheath Players. A special credit to Caroline for providing one of my favourite moments so far as she admirably ignored my vain attempt at being humorous when she muddled the words gritty and moving. Here it is again. I quite like the term gritting, you know, gritty and moving. It combines it quite nicely. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah, so... um... No more than I deserved. Anyway, we covered off the promo stuff quite neatly, but just in case, the wedding singer is on from the 16th to the 18th of February at Rackheath Village Hall, and tickets are available via rackheathplayers.co.uk. Now, what else is coming up in the region in the next few weeks? Well, Watlington players in Kings Lynn are on the lookout for those interested in their October production of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. They're hosting a couple of readings of the production on the 21st and 24th of February, followed by auditions on the 26th, with all of these happening at Watlington Village Hall. There's further audition opportunities over in Bungie as Upshoot Theatre Company seek performers for their autumn production of All Shook Up, the Elvis Jukebox musical. There's an information evening on the 22nd of February, a group audition on the 26th, and individual auditions for principal roles take place on the 1st of March. You can visit upshoottheatrecompany.com for more details. For those interested in seeing a production rather than being in them, the gallery players in Ipswich are gearing up for the opening of their production of Daddy Longlegs, the musical, which is on at the Gallery Studio Theatre from the 14th to the 18th of March. It's a musical based on the novel of the same name, and it's a charming, heartwarming tale about a young orphan and her mysterious benefactor. Tickets are available via gallerystudiotheatre.co.uk. Back in Norfolk, the Cromer and Sheringham Operatic and Dramatic Society, or CSODs for short, are back in action with the popular comedy A Bunch of Amateurs. The hilarious production is on at the Sheringham Little Theatre from the 22nd to the 25th of February, and tickets are available via sheringhamlittletheatre.com. And finally, in Bury St Edmunds, the Theatre Royal is running a production of Lucy Kirkwood's incredible The Children. And they've got an all-star cast of Imogen Stubbs, Gillian Bevan and Michael Higgs for this one. Now, I hope to be able to feature the production in a bit more depth soon, but it'll be definitely worth snapping up tickets for anyway. It opens on my birthday, the 10th of March, for those not in the know, so no prizes for guessing what I'll be doing that evening. And it runs until the 25th of March. Tickets are available via theatreroyal.org. And that's about all I can be asked to feature this time. As usual, I'll post links for all the shows and auditions mentioned on my social media pages, as well as some others that I didn't get around to featuring. And that just about draws the curtains on another episode. Thanks so much for listening to me and Caroline ramble on this time and tune in next time to hear from the Suffolk-based improv comedy group Insert Laughter Here. Until then, take care of yourselves and go watch some theatre. Bye. (laughs) 